This is the story of Tom's biggest buck ever. Yeah, we'll get to that. But first, do you want to do your this, thing? This, this podcast is presented by Vortex Optics. Um, thank you, Vortex, for, for sponsoring and believing in us. What should we, what should we plug here, Tom? Um, the first person to write in and tell me, you guys quite, didn't quite leave yet. We're, uh, thought the parents had left. We're in, we're in the shed. They're supposed to be to Walmart by now. And they're still, uh, dad's, oh, dad's going to sit the shed plot. He's going to go walk the land November 12th. All right. Anyway, <clears throat> the first person to write in and tell me a good reason why they need a pair of binos, I'm going to send you one. Or, okay. Is that okay with you? Yeah, no, that's fine. I was going to say, so, you could guess You could guess what that, that buck scores. You have I'll to go we'll to our Instagram. Instagram. Okay. All right. So, so what's, this, what's the this, podcast this is exclusive? A, this is a perk for podcast listeners. Do we have a pair of, oh, yeah. of extra tint to what? Diamondback 10 Cro- by 10 by 42 crossfire 10 by 50s maybe crossfire um, yeah okay that's what I, I believe that's what i got down there in the old basement 10 by 42s or 10 by 50s I'm not so you have to write into info at identicaldraw.com and say yep. that you need binos yep first person to do that uh include your shipping address all right should we get into it everybody's driving and pulling around <laughs> All, all three of you listeners. All right, yeah, let's get into it, Tom. Get it. So first, I'd like to add, since we're kind of on the reaching out phase. Man, we're not, we're not in a truck. No, we're not in a truck. Are people like that. Write in and tell me if you... Uh, First person to write in and tell me that they like the audio better, you get a free pair of binos. <laughs> All right, here's the deal. Um, oh, I was going to say, our podcast, guys, it's been gaining some traction lately. So, if you have things you want discussed or things for Thomas and I to fight about, you got to email us, info at identicaldraw.com. We will we'll, we'll discuss. We will bring up anything you guys want, mostly. We Not going to talk uh, politics. We should uh, talk about our the most recent um, podcast write in. Yes. Um, so we had a listener write in, and she wanted to know. She's a new newish hunter. Saw that she killed something, um, but she's a newish hunter in Nebraska. Wants to know. She's heard us discuss rant, rant why. Um, we just don't think Nebraska is on the level of a Kansas and Iowa. But it should be. But I mean, it should it, be. it's smashed between, like, just fantastic deer hunting states. And it's, like, really similar ground. Um, and, and, and really, it's, it's, a, uh, it's, it's a choice by deer hunters and uh, by the Nebraska Game and Parks. And we'll get, it, we'll get into it. And, and he, to all my Nebraska buddies, man, we've got some great friends in Nebraska that have absolute stellar farms, and they kill big deer. They kill very big deer all yep. the time. So, like, in Nebraska, like, it's still a but, great whitetail, but it, it could be better. That's what we see. We see the potential in Nebraska, yeah. and there are... She, the, the listener was like, hey, like, what are those differences? Like, if you could make the rules, what are, like, some changes you'd make? And I, I wrote up an absolute yeah. um, book. I'll post it on our Instagram at some point. Um, one of the, like, not to jump ahead, but one of the biggest things we said yesterday after the, I shot the deer I did was, like, 
how, like how many acres in in Kansas do you need to shoot uh, like a big deer? Yeah, like one like you're jumping the 160 barrier, mm-hmm. and how many do you need in Nebraska? Yeah, you know, of course, there's always the getting lucky uh, uh, chance, but and there are those I mean, small I, special I, I farmers like, in Nebraska too. Yeah, but I think you're like for like the majority of Nebraska, like our 80 acres is equal to four to five hundred at least. And like, let's just say least. we, we have, we have cameras up and permission on a Northeast Nebraska farm that we, we are real tight with Did the we landowners. Say this, that we've say this on here? I don't think we've time. said that. And all year we've got cell cams up there all year. We have not had a immature deer. We haven't had a buck bigger than 80 inches. Yep. And it's the same. It's the same. It's just straight timber draws like really good. Northeast Nebraska, yeah, really good deer hunting Kansas, ground. You'd kill big deer off of it. Yep. And, and down here, I mean, we've had several deer over one fifties, mm-hmm. like several bucks, um, just shot. I mean, Tom just killed a possibly one seventy something. I'm like, that's just the, that's just the difference right there. Straight up. But yeah, so we got into, we, I basically got into three points. Some of you guys might not care if you're not in, in these States or whatnot, but just if you have interest, one rifle seasons, Iowa doesn't have a rifle season. They have muzzleloader seasons. Kansas is rifle season is late. Yeah, post rut. Nebraska's rifle season is right now. Today is opening day, and November twelfth, an absolute slaughter and fest. So they moved back rifle ensuing. season a week, yeah, a couple years ago, but then they came back and allowed landowners, landowners a special weekend rifle hunt. What? Yeah, like that. Ju- that just gets rid of basically all all the management reasons why you'd want to push it back because the landowners are. Who's who's hunting? You're just giving them more time. We're we're gonna see a change I, as soon as this generation of hunters, that that like big rifle generation. I mean, sure they still exist, but like guys our age are doing it differently. Yeah, and see it differently. I think as like you're gonna see a uh, Nebraska management change, like in the next twenty years. Like yeah. you'll see a which. Management is hard. Like we're not like I know you can't. I know I know the Nebraska game parks it's can't not, just go and make all the these it's, changes. It's not hard. But it's it's you would ruffle too many yes. feathers. Like you'd piss yep. too many people off. But like there's a very obvious right answer. Yeah. But they're they're not for the deer. Them. Yeah. Like you'd have to cater to the deer instead of the, instead of your wallets in the hunter sometimes. But like I mean this next week in Nebraska it is prime rut. It is. It couldn't be better. Like the weather's like 30s. Like it's going to be, well, right now today's the technically like opener rifle, right? Yeah. And it's a crisp, like freaking 20 degrees in Nebraska, clear skies. Like, I mean, it's going to be a bloodbath up there. So I'm just like Nebraska's rifle season, dead nuts center in the rut. Okay. Tags, Kansas and Iowa, Iowa's obviously like for archery, it's a four to five year draw. Kansas is getting to the point where you need like one or two years. And then Nebraska, any, any non-resident can get a tag every single year for half the cost. You can buy two of them. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, there you go too. I mean, we've, we've hunted a, a lot of States for deer, Tom. And like, I've never been, I've never hunted one that's nearly as busy as Nebraska. I don't care if it's opening week, if it's middle of the season, if it's the rut right now. It like, says a lot that like we're Nebraska residents, but we don't hunt the whitetail rut in our home state. Yeah. You know, we hunted for muleys and that's it. Yeah. You know, that sucks. Yeah. So those are a couple of the reasons. Um, and again, this isn't a, this isn't like a, Oh, Nebraska game of blah, blah, blah. It's simply, it's simply, we see potential in Nebraska. We want it to be a great state. Like mm-hmm. it, it, and again, it is a great state. It could be better. 
That's all. It could be a lot better. Yeah. If, if you upset a few rifle hunters for pushing it back or changing tag allocations, blah, 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 you, you the management would be better. And then second, and then finally, just to wrap it up in this discussion, it, it is it is a mindset. Like we were saying, yeah. deer hunters around here pass 140s all day. That it doesn't happen in Nebraska. At least the at least the, there are areas I'm sure, but the, the the places we hunt and we hunt several different places all over the state. That's like wide load is getting shot by everybody in Nebraska. Yeah, wide load is not getting shot here in Kansas, and that is because like that trickles down because of management. Yeah, like you know because people know yeah, that yeah. half rack 175 incher could be out there in Kansas. There, yeah. The thing is, there's also like special things about the way like Nebraska and states like it, Michigan, Wisconsin, like, like you go all the way back to like the deer camps and stuff and like great memories, but like those deer camps weren't great for management, you know, like yeah. people are able to get a lot of tags easily and they're yeah. shooting little dinks, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, oh man. I so, mean, I mean, there, there aren't like, you don't have like the deer camp vibe as much like mm-hmm. in, in Kansas yeah. or Iowa just because. And deer camp's important though. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, so it's, it's a thing to be, I think it's a thing that will keep deer hunting alive. Um, but yeah, those are just a couple of points we can continue on, but yeah. thanks. Hey, thanks for writing in. Um, I, I love discussing things like that and I'll, I'll post it on our Instagram sometime and, and, uh, see if I can get some angry people in the comments. Yeah. So the last time we talked, we were coming back from a, a pretty decent October stint, late October. Yeah, pretty sure that's last we, time. We got we got eyes on wide load for the first time, and the debate was how big he was, if he was a shooter. Um, we weren't we even have like, an update. We weren't even like absolutely sure that we saw him. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. we were wondering if it was him or Young Ten. Mm-hmm. So to put uh, to put an end to the debate, wide load is one hundred percent a four year old deer. Like we've we've tracked him from last year. He's he's one hundred percent a three and a half year old last year. He was one hundred percent four and a half this year. He's stuck um, around. He's he's, he's around. He's all been the time. all over the place. And what was it? November, early November. It was a week first? ago. Week ago today. Oh, was it? We uh we had a super good encounter with him. So what would that be the fifth? Yeah. So we were sitting in our transition plot, and Thomas, you saw him. Mm-hmm. And um, he was probably at a hundred. A little further right away. Yeah. He's he was yeah, probably at the 120 range. Like he must have just been betting right there. And he is a big deer. Yeah. Like he's his got frame a giant frame on him. He's the widest he is the widest white tail I've ever seen. Like yeah. he was down there and I was ripping some burr, burr, burr. You were looking the, up. You were in the hot seat. I was hunting. I was and him looking up at us, like his antlers are just so wide. Yeah. We're um, getting ahead of ourselves. But he, he basically like worked this hillside, mm-hmm. went down in the bottom. Yeah. And was scraping it up down there. And then we were grunting at him this whole time. Mm-hmm. Like he eventually like was turning our way, looking our direction. Like definitely we gauged his interest and, and, uh, he started working our, like he basically backtracked again. And I was kind of, I was surprised he did that because he would have been able to catch our wind if he went the other way mm-hmm. a little bit more. So he goes back the other way north of us and then gets basically on our elevation, mm-hmm. like really fast. Like he was on a mission. Starts raking. And he stuff. knew exactly how he was going to work into that plot. Yeah. Cause he knew that's where this grunting was coming from. Yep. He hangs out there for a bit. I get one of the best clips of whitetail footage ever. You need to check out this reel on our Instagram. He was like, he was shaking his rack mm-hmm. and then he was like, shook his whole body. He must've had some sort of like flea or something on him, but it turned out pretty awesome with 4k 120. Um, so check out that footage of him. This is the one, this is the audio that, that, uh, that clip is too, in case you're on our Instagram. 
that's the audio you gotta look for and it's 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 a like a kind of a a bland picture right away and then it goes to color and him shaking um but there's there's a couple different reels from this hunt yeah. on our instagram so he comes he, he continues to come down and nate's got his bow in hand trying to make his decision should i shoot him should i not i mean he'd be he'd be your biggest right. but you'd shoot another four-year-old and I, that's fine it, like he was a he was a he was a very okay. big deer. The thing that goes on at the Kansas City is mm-hmm. you shoot what you're happy with. Yep. Like and what I'm happy with is a mature deer. Mm-hmm. And you're I mean you're very similar, but like yeah. you would your gate. I'm also like I, I could shoot my best too. Yep. That's what I'm thinking yep. too. So it kind of it kind of came to where man, if he gives me a chip shot, I might take him. But he didn't give me a chip shot. Yeah, he got to he did get close, but he, he was in boat range. Us. Yeah, yeah. But we got just an incredible look yeah. of wide load. His tines are longer than eight inches. Um, his inside spread is yeah. it, it's an, his insane. inside spread is twenty. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't think he hits like two feet in there, but it's pretty incredible. It's like pretty close, just seeing him through the binos, how wide he is mm-hmm. past his ears, and then the mm-hmm. continued trail cam picks. Yeah, if that dude simply adds some some mass and height, you're yeah. looking at a booner. Yeah, I mean he could go one eighty like like without. I trying. think he right now like I think he's mid to high 140s possibly in the 150 yeah. mark it's so hard to gauge like mm-hmm. what deer are gonna jump from year to year like some of them just go nuts yeah fred yeah um put on 50 mm-hmm. but and even half rack i mean he made he probably made a, at least 30 inch jump yeah um but then you have deer like tommy that yeah don't do a lot right which <clears throat> you're gonna say it so there, there's some other folks hunting around here and we, we stay in touch with them. Yeah. Like we we're, like to, I need to def- send Mitch. We're pick. cordial for sure. Um, and we, we don't like to piss off our neighbors. Yeah. And, and, and like straight not, up, like we not, tell people cause we run cameras. We, we run more. They're not, they're not neighbors. They're just the guys leasing and, yes. and they come here for a month and hunt. Yes. And we're very open with our trail cam picks. Like we'll, we'll send them whatever. And, and we usually what we do is like, we'll send them like, Hey, we know these deer are four. If you want to shoot them. Great. But yeah. we know they're if they're for like late October when I know they're rolling down here. Yeah, I send them my classic like, "Good luck, guys. If you can pass these deer, great." Yep, because they're they're because when you just come in like it's sometimes hard to gauge a four to five year old yeah. during the rut. Yeah, so if they know it and I can help. And them. some of these four and a half year olds are one hundred fifty inch deer. None of so what we found out yesterday, and if he listened to this podcast, like it, it, his decision was fine, but. Um, the guy hunting next door missed Tommy, <laughs> our beloved Tommy. Oh God, that dude, that deer's like a pet. Yeah, he he, he was like, a and then he was like daylight on our place that evening. Like he doesn't, he probably okay. had no idea it happened. There's no deer we've had more daylight encounters with, and have more trail camping yeah. history with Tommy. Like every, if everybody he, knows, he's we've had not going to be two and a half. Yeah, he's not two and a half, three and a half, even four and a half. like you can like <laughs> next year he's not even going to be that big of a scorable buck. No, he would be awesome. He's super kill. typical. Yeah. Just the history with him. Like, we just would love to. Yeah, so we he's uh, like, we he's heard like I shot him. He's like, I missed the one that um, you guys uh, filmed in, in Velvet. I was like, oh, gosh. Yeah. So, but that tells me, like, he do, like they don't care that much that we're, like, telling him not to shoot him. Because mm-hmm. he's the smallest of the ones I told him to pass. Yep. You know, he's not passing Young 10. He is nope. not passing Wide Load. Nope. He's not passing Tommy. Yep. So, and... and Shoot what you want. Like we're yeah. not gonna tell you what to shoot. If if but, he if Tommy gets him all riled up in the stand, 
freaking heart heart punch him. But like he Tommy is like one of our deer that we like not our he deer. Is, he's a he's a he buck is that we the want. only homebody deer yeah. on the eighty. Like we'd kill him in early October next year. Yeah. Like you so never like, know with white tails, but you we will absolutely like you can put that on the gravestone for Tommy. Like I'm date. I'm gonna be calling the taxidermist before I kill him. Just be like have some freezer space. But yeah, so he almost got killed yesterday. So he's got lucky twig. We need to go thank that twig. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's that's just funny to me. Yeah. He's been he's Bran- branches save a lot of deer lives, mm-hmm. <laughs> thousands. So anyway, um, what else? We we ha- we've had some slow hunts. So after the wide load experience last week, we've had some slow hunts. And honestly, if you listen to this podcast, we, we talk about like we don't give that much credit into the first week of November. Down yeah. here. We just don't. It's just different. Yeah. It's, it's, they're never fired up here. Everybody on socials, like, you got to be in the stand. It's fired up. You don't, even if it's warm, it's fired up. It, they weren't fired up until the last two days mm-hmm. down here. Like, until the 12th, 10th, 10th, like, we're kind of like just waiting. It, it was starting to trickle in. Like, mm-hmm. we had this, this buck that we we're after called Babe. He was, he was, he daylighted, um, seventh and eighth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we're, like we, we did like, don't get me wrong. When you're like at home during like November 6th, 7th, 8th, you're kind of like, hmm, wonder if I should be down here. We were at home, but we were at home. Yeah. Doing we, stuff. Yeah. Spending time with the family, just knowing that, Hey, this is our fourth fall. We're, we're honing, we're honing in hardcore. So <clears throat> then this weather, like this weather, we've been looking at this front for a long time. Long and like, time. I literally told Tom, like we, we've discussed multiple times, like in the next 20, like I said, Two days ago, I was like, in the next 48 hours, you're going to kill. He said, and yesterday in the stand, you're like, 24 hours from now, we will have a dead deer. He said, you told me in the morning hunt, you said, when you shoot a buck in the next day, yeah, just keep, because I shoot, I'm shooting resistance release, um, and which has been fantastic. But when you have all those layers on, and like when you're full draw a big buck, like your, you're like, your pull weight could be different, mm-hmm. you know, which could trigger it early. But I, when I pulled back on this deer, like, it released exactly when I wanted it to. And mm-hmm. I honestly don't remember aiming, mm. but it must, I mean, I obviously not to jump ahead. Blackout. Um, <laughs> okay. So we can just, let's get into yesterday hunt, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think if like anything eventful. So here's I mean, the thing. The, got, the only we honestly thing got skunked a couple times, which yeah. I couldn't believe like in that first week of November. Yeah. So like that, my thing is like, guys don't let social media dictate your hunting. Yeah, don't, don't like actually pay attention to what the what the deer are doing. Yes, it's but hard. It, it's it's hard when when everybody's like, oh, it's the time. Like all day sits November first to the tenth. All day sits. You have to be in the tree all day. It's like no, if 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 your deer aren't moving yet, just know that it could turn on any day. Don't don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But and if you sit that week, it still could be good. But like just trust your what, your process. Yeah. What we have done is we take day stints here and there, like leading up to like when we know it's gonna be good to see like to gauge mm-hmm. how. Like how we hadn't seen chasing. Yeah. Nothing's broke up yet. Yep. We just hadn't seen signs that the rut was, yep. Was close like last week. So, yep. So yesterday morning we decided to get aggressive. We wanted to like, right now we want to be hunting on the edge of thickets. Like, and there's a couple, our entire 80 is bedding, but like there's a couple areas that like are especially thick. And, uh, we were like, we got to hunt. Hey, can you give me a, yeah, there's a couple like real good thickets. That's like you, like 
most likely there's bucks going to be checking those and some does in there possibly. So we went into the Southeast on the ground, kind of like a, I don't know. I feel like it's an aggressive tactic when you, you like, we have a bunch of stands hung and we just like choose to like go somewhere else on the ground. And uh, man, it was freezing cold, like giant drop. It was like, it felt like single digits. And I think it was like actually real temp. It was like 18, 19. So like the coldest November day, I think we've ever hunted on the 80. Oh yeah. Tom did hunt the night before I had a sick daughter. So I had to stay home. Um, he hunted the shed plot where he killed yesterday um, and did not see much besides a few does and a younger buck. Um, so that, that was the night before, but then yesterday morning in the Southeast bedding, freezing our butts off, um, hunted, hunted for a long time and saw a buck at a buck. We call the funky buck around nine, nine 30, um, South of us. And that's a nice four year old. Sorry. I, I took, he's, I had he's very thick coffee. I'm just talking about seeing the funky buck. Yeah. Um, I got eyes on him, got him on footage, got some pics of him. He, he, he's, he's, he's a he's, homebody too. Yeah. He's, he's been all over the place and he, he's cool. Like his antlers are kind of tight forward. You don't really know a sticker what in the back. He could turn into, you yeah. know, like he's he made a big he's jump from throwing different racks. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah, he's, we, if we look back, we have trail camp history of him for the last year or two for sure. So saw him and then we had to, we had to come in cause we had a special call at 10 30. Mm-hmm. And then another call at uh, like 11.45. Yep. So we were like, okay, we have to come in. It was kind of... And as soon as we were starting to go, like our camera started to get hot. Like some bucks started hitting certain areas and we were we like, knew, okay, let's we, just get out of here. figured that was going to be the case. Like, yeah. But on those freezing mornings, I feel like sometimes it's not right off yeah. the bat. It's like 10, 11. Our, like our, our, yeah, our first call can be rescheduled to like December. So we're like, yeah. we have to do this. So we might as well just do our second call too yeah. because... We're going to be not going to change anything. So we basically did that, but on our way back to the shed, sorry, I'm cutting you off. No, you're good. Um, after our morning hunt, we see like a lot of commotion because we're, we're basically walking just South of our shed plot. And, uh, we see commotion. I I do a rattling sequence to get to the Southeast where we were. We have to Mm -hmm. walk past our shed plot. Yeah. So I do a rattling sequence because I can, I can tell something's going on and, uh, a young buck comes down below us. I don't know if he was just basically hearing other deer chasing or what, but, um, he came in and then he like pushed North into this thicket. And then I see like multiple other bucks, like yeah, bouncing around. I'm like, Holy cow. Yep. Long story short there. They must've been just chasing the hot dough and like they were, just, they were just gone then, you know, yep. they, they, that's just the case. Like you'll have them right there and then boom, they're 400 it, yards somewhere else. Yeah. Just chasing around. It could be, a half mile difference. I mean, that's the rut crazies. Like, yeah, it can go from zero to hundred. So then we're like a hundred right. to zero. Then we're like, all right, to the shed, quick, make call, eat lunch really fast. And then we're going to get out as soon as we can. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we did, which I think we you left. I really think we left the shed to go hunt at like one forty-five or sometime around that time. Yeah. Um, slipped down. We were like, let's, okay, we got to get into why, where we were going. Mm-hmm. So Thompson and I were very, split on where to sit transition has been amazing it's where we've seen a wide load like we've seen a lot of antler in transition this year and like this time of the year it's it's a great i mean transition is its name like you 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 catch deer working through there a yeah. lot you catch cruisers you're by you're kind of 
tucked between the food and really good there's, timber. Yeah, there's deer every year that just go through there. It's a great vantage point too that you could possibly call in bucks. Yeah. Like you can see a long ways. Um, so transition was one spot, and then we were like shed plots the other spot. It's we've had our biggest deer on there on camera. It was there we like the idea of frenzy this of being south. Yeah, you know. Um, but like we didn't wind, think like wind situation was better. Yeah, for the shed plot. Catching a cruiser through there was like my one thing. I was like, I don't so, know. Yeah, you can so you can look at our Instagram story if you're watching this late later. It's it's a highlight. Yeah. Um, you can you can look at the highlight and see this video. But yeah. we literally, I was like, I thought about it, um, flipping a coin, and I was like asking you like, if we flipped a coin, like, would you feel a certain way if like we flipped it and got a shed plot or flipped it and got mm-hmm. a transition? He's like, no, like we're li- like we were literally split. Like, mm-hmm. So we flipped a coin tails yep shed plot it is yep and uh hell of a decision thanks coin yep um so we we head down there all quiet like and uh very easy get into the tree um it's it's our best tree stand setup like it's very easy to climb up into the stand and you get up quick and quietly i like those xop like more than their two their two steppers i like those three steppers a lot yeah um, but Nate's getting all of his tree arms set. Um, Hey, quick, quick thing on that since you brought that up. Certain tree stands are very loud guys. If you have a loud tree stand, stop what you're doing and go get an XOP stand. Like just straight up name dropping muddy. Oh my God. Like, yeah, we have one stand on here that we, we have still have to have, have a muddy because we don't, we, we have yeah, so we many still, stands. We have muddies just from our past years of when we were buying cheap and stands. We sat in one the other day. Oh my gosh. I couldn't believe. I forgot how noisy they are. Yeah. XOPs don't make a noise. Going up the tree, like sometimes you get the when you're like putting your weight on a stick, not with an XOP. Moving around in the stand, no noise. Yeah. So like if you have that issue, spend the money. I think do we have a new do we have a new hunter code? Yeah, we do. We do. I think it's 40% off. No, it's 15. Is it? Yeah. Okay. 15. Sorry. Sorry guys, don't get too excited. <laughs> but you go to the newhunter.org website. Um newhunter.org create a profile if you yes um, it's all free okay that was a tangent go ahead so you're getting your camera arm set up i'm uh, adding the layer getting mm-hmm. my my bow pulled up um i was joking around that like I, I was waiting for nate to get some of his camera stuff pulled like ready to go before i was getting my bow all ready yeah. and we were saying before this hunt that I was like man i wish we could be in transition until like four and then come down here because we we're like i bet the midday movement's gonna be really good in transition and i don't think you're gonna have any midday movement down here until the evening but the evening it's gonna be a doe fest and and could be really good with bucks down yeah. here foreshadowing yeah so <clears throat> i mean I, I hadn't even done an interview yet Mm-mm. you're just getting some <laughs> some classic b-roll and it then, took me about an hour to get my camera it, arm set. You're pretty slow. I'll say that. I wasn't slow. I was being nitpicky because that tree, it was hard to mm, change slow. things. And I, I was trying to get it level. And the issue with those cameras are, camera arms for any filmers out there is like I had it where I wanted to. And then when I tighten it, like it drops just because the weight of the camera kind of. So I, I was messing around with that for a while. And I was kind of being anal. But so uh, very early on in the process, I had shot maybe three B-roll clips. Yeah. So. It's about two thirty. Yep. I mean, you know, pretty early. Um, we're not expecting it to get really hot until at least another hour, hour and a half. And then all of a sudden all hell breaks loose. Just I it's just calm. You're just kinda chill. I like I did a practice draw with my bow to see how I felt with the layers on and it's like what's that thing when they um in Harry Potter where they like hold and 
go to like is oh, it like disapparate or disapparate or something like that that's what the deer did like they just all of a sudden yeah. appeared and just were hauling ass like they didn't like come in it's like they were just there yeah yeah then so they're hauling but um i don't know in the 80 ish yard range from us um to the east and the uh, first time they made it by i just could, i couldn't tell what was going on I, mm-hmm. I saw maybe a young buck but then they come or they circle back around closer the doe is hauling and then a young two and a half year old mm-hmm. and then a big probably shooter i i i don't even know we haven't even really talked about it i mean it, it seemed like a big like a mainframe eight it, it was it was a big deer it was a shooter yeah. like like just when you look at it like a ton of antler yeah it's thick yeah not like a ton of points, but like just wide and yeah. Yeah. I so, thought I, he was at least an eight or 10. Yeah. But like outside his ears. Shooter for sure. Heavy. So I grabbed the grunt tube. Like I, it could, you know, it could be young 10. 100% could have been young 10. Young 10 would no. look that big. No. Young 10 would look have, that big. He didn't have the, the amount of points. I vividly saw an eight. Really? Yeah. Could have been babe. Yeah. Could have been. He's probably my high runner for the, for that okay. situation. Um. Anyway. Or it's big eight. Um, but so I'm grunting at them and then they, they kind of like dip, start, they dip a little, like that doe must've dipped West into this thicket, which is good. I was like, great. She's right here. Mm -hmm. Um, they're right in this stuff. And as I like finished grunting stuff, the grunt tube quickly in my pocket and have my bow in my hand, like ready for whatever's going to happen, which I might add. Tom's watching this whole, whole like running around thing with his pants down. just like (laughs) wide open mouth. Like I'm like, Grab the effing grunt tube and make some noise, my God. Or they're okay. just going to run by you. All right. All right. Sorry. That's all I'm saying. My, my thing was like, they, like, in my mind, like, they didn't, like, first off, they're not paying like, attention. You could have a freaking F-250 honking in the clover plot at them and they wouldn't stop. Yeah, I, I just don't think that they're going to care that much about yeah. it. Like, I, I, get, I get where you're saying there. Yeah, yeah, so I was, yeah. I just was like, anything, like, you might get his attention for a split second. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I grunt at him. And then there's like footsteps right down from Nate, 20 yards, you know, we right can, behind us, but like downwind. you can't tell it. There's a couple of thick cedars there. Like mm-hmm. we're both expecting like a little, like a little buck or something that's got up from his bed and is checking out the commotion. Yeah. So I'm still facing the other deer, like expecting something big to pop out into the clover. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I can see some like flickers. you're facing East. Yeah. I can see some flickers of the tail, like a little bit North and, mm-hmm. and there's something in that thicket. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then I, out of the quarter, like I, I can, I can barely hear Nate go shooter, 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 shooter. It was like, he was so close. Like I didn't even turn my head. Like I didn't even, like I couldn't move. Like he was so close. Like I, I was just like, before shooter, this, shooter. Like, I was hoping before you could hear this. Me. I turned around to you and said, who is it? Yeah. And, and I was it, like, I can't see. I can't see. <laughs> so I, I turned back East mm-hmm. and then it's like moments later, like shooter, barely shooter. like out of the corner of my mouth. Yeah. Like I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, so I turn, I turn and look, not expecting. I was, I was probably expecting to see Babe mm-hmm. or somebody, but I see this beautiful deer. Now I know him to be a nine by eight, high tight, like yeah, just bleached antlers, just it, like bunch of junk a deer, his deer of your dreams. And I don't have time to make a bad shot. He he is he's standing, then makes makes a move. Um, he's completely turned on to whatever commotion's happening north facing right through us basically yeah and i was worried i mean we were right there like any other time of the year he's gonna look up and just take take a good gander at yep. us and he's halfway downwind not full downwind yeah. like we had a what was it, it was, was it north northwest time he was in the clover he was he was out of our it was way. a north northwest 
and he approached from a north northeast. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he he makes a little move. Um, and I draw. There's a little bit of a tree like branch in between, so I use that. He wasn't gonna see me anyway. He was so tuned on, but mm-hmm. he he literally stopped at the perfect spot. My uh, bow hanger was hitting my uh, the top of my bow riser, and so I had a, I crouched down a little bit, but just punched him, punched him, just drilled him right in the heart. Me filming, I was like on him, and I was like, I wonder if Tom can see, and then boom, just like as soon as I was like, I wonder if he can shoot him through there. The question that entered my mind, he just heart punched. Yeah, him. I didn't, I didn't. It was all happening so fast, and that deer was so close. I didn't say like. Like I'm gonna take him now. Mm-hmm. It was like there's no communication because <laughs> he takes a couple more steps and then I'm kind of in trouble. Yeah, like he's he's in some trees. I need I would need him to come down the clover shoot, which isn't likely, but he's also like he's ready to go almost. Like oh, he's he like, could start start trotting at yeah, any moment. Yeah, but I drill him. He he goes like 20, 30, starting to trip and then drops like forty yards away. Yep, and then uh, panic ensues. Yeah, we. We didn't recognize him right away. I think we said that it, we, could, it was in the back of our minds. Yeah, it could be half rack. I think we probably said that in the in the stand. Yep. And like, I said before, that. I said before that hunt, I was like, half rack showed up a year ago today. Yep. Like it was a reason for where we were wanting to hunt. Mm-hmm. Bucks have annual patterns, folks. Um, it was him. Yeah. We okay. Initially, it, we were like, hey, "That's a hundred sixty some inch deer." We were like uh, yeah. high one sixties. That deer's one seventy something. Yeah, the the excitement and just like adrenaline in after the that trees. Is yeah, and like the what's so fun, like especially when you like we'd never seen him, like no trail camp picks of him yet this year, mm-hmm. and like he's, he's that our number one. Knowing by that you're far. gonna walk up on a, a stud and like you don't know what's there is like, extremely exciting. Yeah, and uh, just the best, like quickest hunt like I've ever been on. Just. It's full on just rut. Like yeah. people say like everything can change within 10 seconds and it's like the most true thing ever. Like yeah. it can go like if you've never had it, you just have to have belief that it, like literally any time deer can just boom, be on yeah. top of you. It could be a giant. Yeah. Like wa- like watching him step out for the first time will be engraved in my brain for eternity. Like, like hearing something here in the ground, like I know it's a buck. Um, like I was getting the camera kind of in that direction cause I knew someone was going to pop out and just seeing like 170 inch Monarch at like, I, I mean, you, I could have jumped out and speared him. Mm-hmm. It's insane. You should do that and make a YouTube video. And yeah, it's just like he, he was coming to our clover plot that we've worked hard on and he, the, the deer run around in the thicket that we spent two days on cutting yeah. crap down, making it bedding cover. Like, yeah, if, if this is in the previous landowners hands there are still deer around but not not near as much we're, we're keeping the does a lot more yeah um we've created incredible like habitat for fawns mm-hmm. and there's just does like so many more does than we've ever seen yeah are hanging around here like yesterday on 80 acres of timber like i mean there's five six hundred inches of antler at least Probably more than that. I mean, that, you've that got a couple know, that we like know we've of. seen. Like, I mean, there's you, a couple one. You have Tom. You have Wide Load. You got Funky Bug. You got Half Rack. You got the Big Eight. I saw like I on mean, our on eighty. Yeah, on eighty acres, you're looking at five hundred to. I mean, I'll say it, like a thousand inches of antler. Like, there's a good chance there were 
I mean, six, six, seven, one forty, one fifties. Yeah. It's all about the right piece guys and, and management of it. So, um, but I mean, we had a full on freak out in the stand for sure. Yeah. Knowing that, I mean, I don't know, just the, and the, the incredible, like the way it happened and, um, this buck not seeing him before, but like he was on our hit list for sure. Yeah. Um, got down from the tree, um, probably gave him 20, 30 minutes. Um, got down from the tree and didn't find any blood. Look in the back of the footage. I think my arrow broke off. Um, and it's probably just st- sitting in the clover plot. Um, but yeah, we, we tracked, like we saw, obviously saw where he went. We didn't see him drop. Um, just cause we weren't paying attention to that, but followed his, his trail and didn't see blood until like you, we saw him, you know, like I saw him before I found like any good blood. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all internal but walked up on this just giant buck and you can, you can see it on the, the, our, our story highlights. Um, if you go to our profile on Instagram, but yeah, I mean, I'm still in disbelief. I mean, he's, he's, I, I mean, just a dream buck. Yeah. Technically a nine by eight. If I said that already, um, I don't know. I think he's going to go, uh, he's going to go plus or minus five inches from 170. Yeah, it could be 165. I think it could be 175. I don't think he's in the 160s. Yeah. I think he's 170s. Our Instagram, we, we put a poll up on our Instagram, and everybody's... it's There are some... There's 160 guesses, but I would say majority is mid-170s. Like, between 171 and 175. Yeah. Um, guys, thanks for the support. The love on social and texting us is awesome. We appreciate it, seriously. Um, we... If you guys know, I mean, we put a lot of effort into this. Like, this is not just like showing up, dusting off the bows, and hunting the rut. This isn't recreation. Mm-hmm. My God, this is. We picked up his shed. Well, we should talk about the history of him. But we, I yeah. picked up his shed last January, and man, we. I mean, we spend twenty, thirty days in the off season doing management stuff here, so that this time is perfect. The does are comfortable here. Bucks want to be here. We have the cover for them. We have the stand locations for them. All that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an addicting process. That door's going to yeah, swing open because they didn't close it all the way. So, history of Half Rack. The first time we ever laid eyes on him, and the only other time up until yesterday, was with me and Spencer Newharth when we were hunting rifle. He popped out into the beans one 20, 2020, for, December five, 10 seconds. And I remember asking Spencer, Oh, there's a buck there. I don't know if he was, he was, I think he was four. Spencer was going to shoot him. Oh yeah. And I was like, he's like broomed, like half his side's gone. He's like, Oh, I don't care. <laughs> so he got ready and then half wreck vanished into the woods. Um, must've gotten our center new blind location. I don't remember. So he slipped through her fingers there, had him on camera more that season. Um, last year had him on camera quite a bit. Yeah. He was around from, Mid right right now, last year, and through the end of the season. First picks we got of him, he was all broken up though. Yeah, right. We again. never saw him full again. Same no. Same side. Different side. Different His side, right yeah. side, twenty twenty, he broke off just above the brow. Twenty twenty one. I think it's his left, right? Oh, uh, it is his right. Is it his right? Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Um he broomed like he had his he had his main beam, but all of his times were just he had his G two still, but it was also yeah. kind of chopped off the top. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
so he was just into it and like it, it was crazy you i mean to have the deer like half rack both years that yeah so his name fit him perfectly and we were always like and like leading into the season we're like yeah. if half rack could just not break off his entire side he mega. will be an insane deer mega yeah um so i think he's i think he's six-year-old yeah um six <clears throat> and yeah man finally laid eyes on person 10 yards yeah it's fun to have history with a deer like this and um just shoot shoot a mature buck like we said we, we just got an amazing class of, of deer to be able to hunt next year and nate's obviously still got a tag we we debated we should get in get into that a little bit yeah. when we, we like obviously like took her photos and cleaned the deer and um we're just kind of hanging at the at the shed waiting for the parents to show up and, and we had the conversation in the tree we were like if we want to just gut that deer out <clears throat> and get up into the stand we'll, we'll see more bucks in this yeah. stand last night we were like let's get down let's clean them up let's do this deer justice tomorrow evening let's just or yesterday evening we were like we just we took pictures for hours mm-hmm. and just like chilled in it but man babe showed up yeah the guy we were after our number shows one up daylight right where we would have so same we, plot yeah it was a uh, foolproof sit yeah. there i mean we would have either shot half rack or we would have shot babe yeah and so and he's he was around all night <clears throat> on our cameras so it's like we're debating if we should continue to hunt or if we should kind of like let things ensue here and we know there's heavy pressure on the neighbors like kind of let this be a sanctuary for like try to get some of these four and a half year olds through get the pressure off deal with this deer mm-hmm. or if we should be back i mean i think no matter what we'll be back hunting this week for sure give it a yeah. few days yep but it's going to be we're going to have some conversations about that when we should be here because i mean if we were like still like 100 percent, like it i mean if we, you hadn't killed that deer yesterday i'm like we're still killing in the next 24 hours mm-hmm. you know so i'm like man i wonder if we just need to change our mindset and just like get after it but it's also like when you kill a big deer man you just have to soak it in a little bit yeah you got to take it like a, a quick breather because we've been hunting we've, we've been hunting we, hard yeah we hunt hard but we do so much management, like we do so much, like there's 60 days, if you include in like hunt time and management days, like 60 days each year that go into this deer. Yeah. So like if you add that up from 2020, like we put in like 180 days of management for like a deer, like half rack to hang around. Yeah. You know, so you just gotta, yeah, you just gotta take it in and enjoy it. Um, no, I, I think we're not, like, part of me is, like, a little, like, what the hell are you doing? Get out there right now. That, I mean, I'm just saying, just speaking, yeah. I'm, like, oh, sure. part of me is, like, a little freaked out that, I mean, I, I just feel like it's almost a little too easy for Babe right now. As like, he's guy, kind of been hard to figure out, and now he's, like, just daylighting everywhere. As the guy that killed the buck yesterday, like, I don't want to kill a deer the next day. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want our Kansas season to be to be done you know yeah like i want you to shoot a, a really good buck and if that happens i'm just like is that now is that this next week or is it december no, i know i think we I, we absolutely give it a couple of days this week this yeah. ne- this early this next week like like we're talking two days we're mm-hmm. gonna be back here in two days yeah um he's not going anywhere so well i think that i think that might be a wrap gosh it looks cold and windy out there yeah guys thanks for uh thanks for listening Hope you like the story. This one's going to hit the YouTube. We'll let you know when it's hit. Nate's trying to get me to 
drop the episode this Tom year. wants to wait <clears throat> 10 months. Dude, we know that deer viewership's down. You guys write in and let us know. If we're getting overwhelming, post them. Maybe we will. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Thanks, everybody.